the Tuesday Night Touchdown Podcast with your hosts, Reese Downing and Jacob Workman. What's up, everyone? We're here again. Tuesday Night Touchdown Podcast, NCAA edition. Uh, this is going to be our week six pick edition. Reese, I've got a question for you to start this off before we get into a review, because one thing's really pissing me off. Um, do you think college football should have injury reports that are mandatory? Yes. Yeah, it, it's absolutely ridiculous. With There needs to be an NFL system of injury reporting and and inactive reports at least an hour and a half before the game, just like the NFL does it. There's just some things that are impossible, and these coaches are so ridiculous with what they're doing. Uh, as we've talked every week about Cam Rising, he's a prime example. Right. But this week we had Jalen Daniels with Kansas, which ended up being, I mean, how do you bet on a game when the starting, he's probably one of the top 10, 15 quarterbacks in the nation. You don't even know he's going to be out for the game. Like that, things like that are just crazy to me. Like, well, no and like I get, I get that there's a lot more teams, obviously, but they could manage that by the conference and then just have the conference report in like it. There's ways to work around it. So I don't understand why they don't do it. And yes, they should. Yeah, definitely. And and you know, what's funny is the Pac-12 um, was actually the first conference that passed that they, they were going to do that next year. And then you saw what happened to them. So yeah. maybe that maybe that's a bad omen. It's like, no, we're <laughs> not we're not going to have injury reporting here. This conference is done. Yeah, I mean, they, even the NHL, which has like the the funniest injury report, it's just upper yeah. body or lower body. Like, <laughs> right. you, could go, you could go that route. At least tell us something. Yeah, it I, it's making gambling on college football very difficult. Um, so with that, I'm going to go over last week. So it was about as even as a week as you could have. Both of us went 11-11-1. I think we had four games that were different. We split those. Um, so still to keep a 50% or better record every week since week zero is pretty solid. Uh, I did I did a little statistical lookup and in gambling, the, the key percentage that they say you want to be at or above is 52.4%. Uh, so with that, I'm going to bring you guys our current season. So right now I'm 80, 60 and two, which is 57.04%. Reese is 81, 59 and two, one game better, 57.75%. I'd say we're doing pretty good, especially when we took ourselves right out of the gate. At God, I think we were one in yeah, week, seven, one yeah, in six week, and one in seven week zero because week zero was very rough. tough. Yeah. So to come out of that, we I mean, we put ourselves in a hold deep hole to begin with. And to both of us be at 57, 58 percent. I mean, that's that's excellent. So we've been pretty solid. I mean, and to still not have a below 500 week since week zero is especially with what we were just talking about with. Players can just randomly play and not play, and coaches don't care. Like it, it makes things very difficult. Yeah, so for sure. With that, we're going to get into a few little betting trends that uh, we want to discuss. It's three future bets that we would each make right now. And with these, it's not something that we're saying is like, oh, yes, this is going to happen. This is a lock. Like, do this. These are bets, basically. They're future bets that have great odds and just long plays to throw a little money at why not like i mean there's great returns on all of these bets so i'm going to start with reese reese what is your first future bet that you would make right now 
Uh, first future bet that I have lined up here is Bo Nix plus 900 to win the Heisman. Uh, if you take a look at where he's at this year, he's got an 80.4% completion percentage, top 15 in yards, 15 touchdowns and only one pick, top 12 passer rating. If if Oregon wins the, the Pac-12, I can definitely see him taking the Heisman. So that's my first futures bet. Bo Nix plus 900 to win the Heisman. Yeah, I like that. And, I mean, Oregon's going to be right. I mean, top top four teams in the Pac-12 easily. It's going to be a battle here these next few weeks to see where it all comes out. Next week, we've got Oregon is on the road in Seattle facing Washington. I have, I have, That's one game I've been looking forward to since the beginning of the season. I cannot wait for that game. And that will go a long way. I mean, that's that's number two and number three on Heisman odds pretty much Yep, with uh, Bo Nix and Michael Penix. So it's going to be a great game. We'll be on that one a lot next week. Uh, so my first future bet, and this one's a little out there just because I don't think this team is that great, but I love what they have coming up. Uh, mine is Louisville to win the ACC at plus 810. So with this, I know they play Notre Dame this week. They also have a non-conference against Kentucky. I, I think they probably lose both of those, to be honest. But the main thing is the conference. They're at Pitt. That should be an easy win. Home against Duke, which Duke probably will be without Riley Leonard then. Home against Vatek, home against Virginia. Both of those teams are not good. A tough contest at Miami, but even if they lose at Miami, that's only one conference loss. They're going to be in the conference championship at one conference loss. That should be 7-1 and one in the conference. They don't play Florida State. They don't play Clemson. They don't play North Carolina. Right. You're not going to get, if it's Louisville, Florida State, and Charlotte for the, or for the ACC championship, their their money line odds in that game are not going to be eight ten. It'll probably be like three thirty to four hundred if I had to guess. So you're getting double the odds there. So I mean, I I say why not? I, I think that's a great a great bet you can make right now with something that they sh- definitely should be in that game. I see no reason why they wouldn't be in that game. All right, Reese, what do you have for your second one? My second one is uh, a big one. Pl- uh, Penn State plus eleven hundred right now to win the Big Ten championship. So they're, they're currently leading the Big Ten in scoring. They're being very methodical when they're playing opponents with a ball and playing really to each team's defensive weaknesses versus just sticking to one offensive style. And they seem to keep getting better every week. So this could be their first Big Ten championship since 2016. Uh, they obviously have a couple big games uh, with uh, both Michigan and Florida State on their schedule, or not Florida State, Ohio State, excuse me, on their schedule. Uh, but plus 1,100 is... That's that's money, and this Penn State team is playing very, very well right now. So that's my second one here is for Penn State to win the Big Ten Championship plus 1,100. Yeah, I just looking at their conference schedule, I, I like what's there. There is one little sneaky one I see on there is at Maryland. Uh, just because of what Maryland's offense has been doing, and they have to go to Maryland, if I could see them maybe throwing that in as a night game also, that, that could be a sneaky game. But, yeah, I, I definitely like the – I like the Penn State bet there, and I actually have something to go with that for my third one. But my uh, my second one I'm going to do here is Kansas to win the Big 12. This is a plus 3,200 bet. So, I mean, you're getting you're getting pretty good value here. <laughs> the They're one and one right now in the conference. Um, and like I said, that loss was without Jalen Daniels, their quarterback. And that's kind of a big key to this. He does need to be back and be healthy, obviously. But at plus 3,200, uh, their remaining games is UCF, which they might have Plumlee back. They might not. Even so, I still like Kansas in this game. That's actually this week. And I think Daniels is going to be back. They haven't said for sure, but it kind of seems that way. 
at Oklahoma State, they should easily win that. Home against Oklahoma is one. Of, I, I have them two games where as long as they can split, then they should be good. So Oklahoma is one of them. They're at Iowa State. They should win that. Home against Texas Tech. Now, the other one is home against Kansas State. As long as they can either win one of the games, either the Oklahoma game or the Kansas State game, then I think they should finish the conference 7-2, and two, which I would think that should be good enough to get them in the title game. And if that offense is in the title game inside in Cowboy Stadium, I mean, that's a fast track. I, and it could even be a rematch with Texas, which I with Jalen Daniels, that's a completely different game. So I great odds at plus 3,200 for Kansas to win the Big 12. What is your third one? My third one here is uh, not quite as big in terms of point spread, definitely not 3,200, but it's plus 400, and that's for Air Force to finish the season undefeated. So their their offense is really rolling this year, and their remaining schedule is uh, at home versus Wyoming. Then they hit the road to play Navy. Then they're on the road again to play Colorado State, come back home to play Army. Then they hit the road again to play Hawaii, the last two games of the year are at home against UNLV and then on the road to Boise State. If you heard all of those correctly, Fresno State's not on that schedule. So that spells a lot out for me. UNLV, to me, may be the trip game here because UNLV is playing pretty decent, but I think they have a really good shot of going undefeated here, especially because they don't play Fresno State. So my third feature bet here is Air Force going undefeated in the regular season, which will get you plus 400. Yeah, I really like that bet. And that's that's a bet that literally could be over next week. I mean, I, I think if they beat Wyoming, that that's. I mean, I, I get UNLV has improved a little bit. They're not playing bad. And then at Boise, the day after Thanksgiving would be. I mean, you all, I, Boise hasn't been that great this year, but it's still a road game at Boise. So you always have to consider it a threat. But I definitely like that bet also. Uh, my third one is Wisconsin to win the Big Ten at plus 830. This is kind of going to that same theory with Kansas I just had. Their remaining schedule in the Big Ten is Rutgers, Iowa, which to me, Iowa's the one, at Illinois, Ohio State, at IU, Northwestern, Nebraska, and at Minnesota. Basically, in my opinion, to make to be on the west side in the championship game, they basically just have to beat Iowa. If If they can do that, then... They're going to be in the game, and I think plus 830, if it's Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, whoever it is, I still don't think it would be plus 830, so it's great odds again in a game that they should be in. All right. Was that – that was all of your three, right? Can you recap the three you had? Uh, Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so first one is Bo Nix plus 900 to win the Heisman. Second one is Penn State plus 1100 to win the Big Ten. And last one is Air Force plus 400 to stay undefeated in the regular season. All right. And my three were Louisville to win the ACC at plus 810, Kansas to win the Big 12 at plus 3200, and Wisconsin to win the Big 10 at plus 830. And I also, just as I was going through, I threw one in that I saw that I liked. It's It goes along kind of with your Bo Nix one. Brock Bowers is plus 7,000 to win the Heisman. He's the best player on Georgia. Oh, without question. If, if Georgia make, he might be the best player in college football, to be honest. I mean, he's, yeah. he's ridiculous. I mean, if, if there's ever a year with as crazy as this year's been, and really the best quarterback is Caleb Williams, and I truly don't think he's ever, they're never going to give it to someone twice again. So Bowers might be a legit play at plus 7,000. I, I kind of like that one. Yeah. Can you imagine a tight end winning the Heisman? I know it'd be cra- It kind of takes me back to when Sue was at Nebraska and Sue, all, like everyone was like, Sue should win the Heisman. 
like it'd just be a crazy position to win it. But unfortunately, college football doesn't really work that way. It's kind of like NFL MVP. It's quarterback or bust, it seems. Yeah, it looks like I'm looking at it right now. Uh, two tight ends have won the Heisman Trophy. Larry Kelly in 1936 and Leon Hart in 1949. 1936? What a fucking beast. What team did he play for? <laughs> uh, let me see here. Uh, Larry Kelly. Why are you looking this up? <laughs> yeah, take a guess. Take a guess at who he played for. Uh, I'm a, like Navy. Yeah, you're not far off. The Yale Bulldogs. Uh, yeah. I was <laughs> And yeah. what impresses me is who the hell was using the tight end in that fashion back then? Like they're, they're way above <laughs> their in front of their time. That's apparently Yale, apparently Yale. And then Leon Hart, who is the last tight end to win it. Uh, he was the captain of the 1949 Notre Dame team that went 10 and 0. I, I guarantee Beavis knew that if Beavis is listening, I, he probably spouted it off as soon as you said it. I guarantee he, yeah, it. Yeah. He probably knew it right away. Probably has a poster of that guy. Shout out Beavis. I hope you're listening. He's a big dude. He was 6'5", 260. The largest Heisman winner in history. Really? 6'5", yeah. what? Two, 260. 260, yeah. Does it show his stats by chance? Uh, let me see here. Just interested in what, what this guy could have done to win the Heisman. Probably like yeah. 65 pancakes. <laughs> As a senior, Hart caught 19 passes for 257 <laughs> yards and five touchdowns, rushed 18 times for 73 yards, and recovered three fumbles on defense. Oh, he was a two-way player. Awesome. That's a, that, what an interesting thing. Brock Bowers almost had that like last week. Yeah, that's crazy that that's the, uh, that's the stat line that won the. Well, they were probably only playing, what, like five games? Like, I mean, I don't know if it says how many games they played. but Yeah, I don't think it says here. 1949. Sure. Uh, sure, it was a heavily loaded slate. 1949 Irish football schedule. Okay, well, they actually, they played uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They played 10 games. Wow. Yeah. They played uh, IU at Washington at Purdue. Number four, Tulane. That's a, oh, yeah. that's a shocker. Versus Navy uh, at number 10, Michigan State. Versus North Carolina, Iowa. Number 17, USC. And then they finished at the horse team. Wow. They went to Washington? Is that what? To Washington, yep. Yep. They take the Oregon Trail? Like what? I don't so- <laughs> <laughs> they were cited by Sports Illustrated as the part of the second best sports dynasty of the 20th century. Hmm. They went for, yeah. So the 1949 team is the last team in what is considered to be the Notre Dame football dynasty, a stretch of games in which Notre Dame went 46 0 and 2 and won three national championships along with two Heisman trophies. Wow. If only Beavis and Carter were alive then. I know. Yeah. Carter, where was all this information yeah. two weeks ago when you were on the show, man? Come on now. When he's back next time, he better have some facts like that. Yeah, bring bring some information on Frank Leahy and Jim Martin. He's got a score prediction for Marshall versus <laughs> Eastern <laughs> yeah. Michigan, but he can't yeah. give us but fact, facts he, like that. <laughs> yeah, he, he can't give us Leon Hart winning the Heisman in 49. Step your game up, Carter. All right, so we are going to get into our week six picks. Well, we're actually going to start off with a big one. Uh, we got the Red River Shootout. Number 12, Oklahoma versus number three, Texas. Texas minus six and a half in the Cotton Bowl. Uh, this is at noon on ABC. Oklahoma defeated Iowa State 50 to 20, while Texas beat Kansas 40 to 14. Uh, who you got in this one? 
Yeah, this is a different Oklahoma team than the one that got routed 49 zip last year, but I also think this is a different Texas team. I came into the season really skeptical on the Longhorns, and I keep anticipating them to take a stumble, but that hasn't happened yet. So I'm going to give them a little bit of confidence here and take Texas minus the points. Yeah, so when I was looking at this one, I, I was I was really debating because that Texas game pissed me off last week. I didn't want to pick them just out of spite because of Jalen Daniels not playing. But so while looking at that, Texas's last three games have been against backup quarterbacks. So they really haven't even, I mean, there's been a lot. I think Alabama was the last team that played them with their starting quarterback. Um, but with that also, Oklahoma's schedule hasn't been too big for me. They haven't, I, I'm not too fine. I, I don't know. They're To me, they're unproven. Well, Texas at least played some good contest. So I am with you. I am going Texas minus six and a half, which in fact, both of us picked Texas does actually kind of surprise me a little bit. But yeah, they're going to lose now, hundred percent. I I think it's going to be a great game though. Great way to start the day. I was going to say yeah, definitely a great way to start again, start the the week off here. So next, Maryland at number four, Ohio State minus nineteen and a half noon on Fox. Maryland to beat IU forty four seventeen while the Buckeyes are coming off of a bye week. What do you have in this one? Yeah, to his little brother heading to the shoe against a defense that's only allowing eight and a half a game so far. Uh, these road games in Columbus have not been very kind to the Terps here recently, and I don't think it's going to be any any different here. So give me the Buckeyes minus the 19 and a half. Yeah, I really struggled with this one. I love Maryland's offense. I love what they're doing, but uh, the history, like you just mentioned, is what kills me in this one. Every yeah. time they've gone, Ohio State literally killed them. So I, I'm taking Ohio State. I... I don't like the pick at all, though. I, I really hope Maryland shows up and gives them a great game. Uh, next, number 23, LSU minus six and a half at number 21, Missouri, noon ESPN. LSU lost a shootout to Ole Miss 55-49, while Missouri beat Vandy 38-21. What do you have this one? Yeah, this one's a little scary just because Mizzou's covered three weeks straight and LSU's coming off against that loss against Team Kiffin. So Brady Cook is also playing with a plus 70 completion rating. And both Florida State and Old Miss QBs roasted that uh, LSU secondary. So I, I'm going to roll the dice here and take Mizzou here. Uh, the points for a close game, maybe an outright upset. Uh, yeah, I have the exact same thing. I, I think Missouri could easily win this game. Noon on the road, I could see him sleepwalking through this. Missouri's receivers are fucking good. Like, I can't remember. It's like Luther or something. Their number one receiver is probably going to be a first-round pick in the NFL draft. Like, he's ridiculous. But yeah, LSU is going to have to do something on defense to stay in this game. And I'm I, this six and a half to me is a ton in this game. Like if LSU yeah. wins, they might just win by like three. So I, I love, I love Missouri in this game. Uh, next line's a little interesting. Number 13, Washington state going on the road to the Rose bowl, UCLA minus three and a half, three o'clock on the pac 12 network. Washington state is coming off of a buy and uh, UCLA is coming off of a buy. The well-rested teams. Uh, this one's going to be a great one. Unfortunately, 10 people are going to be able to see it, but who do you have in this one? <laughs> yeah, it is unfortunate because this is going to be a battle between two really good quarterbacks with Cam Ward and Dante Moore. Uh, those last, the last five games have been decided by one score, but I'm with you. I'm a little confused as to why UCLA is favored here. I'm taking the Cougars here in an upset if you want to call it that, but yeah, give me the three and a half. Yeah, it is weird to call this an upset, but I'm, I'm Washington state. Also, I love Cam Ward. He's, Guy, he's one of. If I had to pick five quarterbacks in the nation to watch, he's going to be one of the five. I love watching him play. 
Uh, number 11, Alabama minus two and a half on the road at Texas A&M, 330 CBS. Alabama beat Mississippi State 40 to 17, while A&M defeated Arkansas 34-22. What do you have in this one? Yeah, sorry about the the banner change in there. I just saw it was overlapping on some of our stuff. But yeah, Bama looks like they're starting to find their footing a little bit with Milrow at quarterback and with Connor out for the year, Max Johnson stepping in here. And he does have two starts against Bama back when he was at LSU. Um, I think this is going to be a defensive game, but the spread here favors the tide. So give me Bama minus the two and a half. Yeah, I went I went AM. I'm I'm gonna take AM. I I just like their defensive talent. I think they can force Alabama to throw the ball, and they can't do that. So I mean, this game might be 17-14. I mean, this yeah, could be it's a very be low scoring. scoring game. But I, I like AM to win this one, and I think this might set up AM to run uh to the SEC championship game. I think whoever wins this is gonna represent that side. Uh, Syracuse going on the road to number 14, North Carolina, minus eight and a half, 330 on ESPN. Syracuse lost at home to Clemson 31-14 while the Tar Heels are coming off of a bye. Who do you have here? Yeah, Syracuse did not protect the ball well last week against Clemson, and the Tar Heels are coming off that bye week, so they've got plenty of time to prep for the offensive attack through Garrett Schrader. Home game for the Tar Heels. They're 3-0 this year against the spread when it's within 10, so give me North Carolina minus the eight and a half. Yeah, I have North Carolina minus eight and a half. Also, I, I think Syracuse might have hit their 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 end. I, I don't. I think they might get blown out in this one. Uh, Vatek, hopefully, going to get blown out at number five. Florida State number <laughs> or minus twenty four, three thirty on ABC. Vatek did defeat Pitt last week, thirty eight twenty one. The Knolls were on a bye. Who do you have here? Yeah, another team coming off a bye with the Knolls here, and I think it's only their second game at home. Right, this is their second home game of the year. Yeah, Tech's coming off a pretty convincing win against Pitt, but they dropped three straight prior. I think the Knolls are going to handle this one, but I'm a little hesitant with that 24-point spread, so I'm going to take Vatek in the points. Yeah, the, the 24 concerns me a little bit also. That's a high number, but we're well-rested. We're getting some guys back from the injury. I I, I think it's got to be a statement game. Florida State has to be pissed off. Like, why are we dropping in the polls? I I makes no sense i don't know the polls are such horse shit i i i don't know it, they've always driven me nuts but this year they're really driving me nuts because i mean what what have we've only we probably have the best resume in college football that's like oh you're gonna keep falling in the polls thanks okay georgia loses a game or barely beats auburn and they're like oh greatest team on earth even though they've played no one it's ridiculous yeah and what washington's sitting where are they sitting at right now uh they're down I think they're at seven. I don't. I don't yeah. remember where they're at. But <clears throat> uh, so you're on Vatek. I'm on Florida State. Was that correct? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Number twenty, Kentucky on the road in Athens. Number one, Georgia, fourteen and a half point favorite. Seven o'clock on ESPN. Kentucky put on an absolute offensive show last week, defeating Florida thirty-three to fourteen. While Georgia was in a battle with Auburn, but ended up defeating them twenty-seven to twenty. Who do you have in this one? Yeah, battle of the undefeateds here. Bulldogs continue to not cover spreads this year, and Kentucky is good, but Devin Leary does need to play better. Uh, if the Bulldogs can contain Ramon Davis, I think they'll be fine, but I'm going to go with the trend here and say Georgia doesn't cover, so give me the Wildcats on the 14 and a half. Yeah, I have Kentucky also. I, I really wish I could say I think they'll win this game, but I in Athens, I don't think they'll win, but I do think it's a great game. Um, but you never know. I mean, if that offense keeps going how it's going, they're definitely going to be in it until the end. 
for the chance yeah. to win it. There is one thing I want to throw in. Um, this is going to oh, get brought up again a little later when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to Ball State. Uh, Kentucky offensive coordinator Liam Cohen's wife. Uh, she went to Ball State. I uh, just uh, want to throw that out there. Maybe right. maybe some Ball State people are listening. I think we saw firsthand earlier what Ball State's offense uh, or what Kentucky's offense was capable of when they played Ball State. I uh, just want to throw that out there in case there's some coaching news later on in the season. I, I think it might be a great person to reach out to. We'll see what happens. Cough, cough. That. Yeah. There's also a great coach in Vanderbilt that I wouldn't mind either. But yeah, tremendous what, offensive coordinator. Yeah. One of the, one of those two would be my choice for what seems like might be the inevitable. But we'll get to that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, moving on to num- number two, Michigan. Minus 19 and a half at Minnesota, 7.30 on NBC. Michigan finally covered a spread last week, beat Nebraska 45-7, to while the Gophers defeated Louisiana 35-24. Who do you have in this one? That Wolverine defense continues to dominate, allowing seven points or less in all five games this year. Minnesota is also allowing over 30 points a game, which makes me a little bit more confident in this spread. Uh, they've had two games where they've given up over 400 yards in passing. So I'm going to take Michigan here minus the points. Yeah, I'm on Michigan also minus the 19 and a half. I, I really wish Michigan would play someone good. Like I'm just waiting for that to happen. Like Georgia's finally getting it this week for the first time this season. And well, actually they were in a battle with Auburn. Auburn's not good though. I don't know. I don't know how that was a game, but I would like to see Michigan play someone good. I'm hoping it's coming up sometime soon. I haven't looked at their schedule, but surely we're close to a good game at some point. So moving on, number 10, Notre Dame, six and a half point favorite at number 25, Louisville, 730 on ABC. Notre Dame survived a late rally to defeat Duke 21-14, while Louisville hung on to win at NC State 13-10. Who do you have in this one? Yeah, week three in Notre Dame going up against undefeated teams, and they have a big one next week as well if USC handles Arizona this week. Um, Louisville's going to be loud, but the Irish took care of business last week at Duke. I think Sam Hartman finds a way to handle the Cardinal defense. It's only given up 17 a game, and Eli Raritan is coming back, and that will help a little bit. So give me the Irish here, minus the 6.5. I like Notre Dame in this one also. Um, I just think they're way too they're they're way more physical than Louisville, and I think they can show that. Next week's a big one, so I'm hoping that they're not. It's not a look ahead spot, but like you just said, they just came off of another huge game, also. So I think this Notre Dame team is ready. I, they're they're tested. They're they're in the environments every week. They played Ohio State. They played Duke. Now they're playing Louisville. I mean, everyone's they're they're everyone's Super Bowl essentially this season. So I, I think they're going to be ready to play. Seems like a game that they should win and cover. Arkansas at number sixteen, Ole Miss minus eleven and a half, seven thirty on the SEC network. Arkansas lost to A and M thirty four twenty two, while Ole Miss got a big win against LSU fifty five forty nine. What are you thinking on this one? Yeah, Ole Miss coming off that big win last week and finally gets some relief after having Bama and LSU back to back. Arkansas has also lost the last three, and Ole Miss is three zero against the spread so far this year when they're favored. So I'll take Jackson Dart and company to handle this one pretty convincingly. So I'll bet on the Rebels minus the eleven and a half. Yeah, I like Ole Miss also. I, the offense has just been rolling. I Someone's got to find some defense between LSU and Ole Miss, though. My God, that was awful. Yeah. Uh, Georgia Tech on the road at number 17, Miami. 20.5-point favorite, 8 o'clock ACC network. 
Georgia Tech lost to the Mac powerhouse Bowling Green 38-27, <laughs> while Miami spent their off week trying to figure out how to be relevant again. What are your thoughts on this one? <laughs> uh, yeah, that Bowling Green loss was rough. Uh, Hurricanes are averaging 38 or more games so far this year with Van Dyke. I think Miami's offense keeps this game a pretty wide, wide margin, so I'll take the Hurricanes minus the 20 and a half. Yep, I am the same. Miami minus 20 and a half. I just Georgia Tech is awful. I don't think they can keep it remotely close. Uh, big game here. Huge game, actually. My favorite game of the weekend. Number 24, Fresno State, minus five and a half at Wyoming, eight o'clock on Fox. Scott, I, I absolutely love it. We can watch Fresno, Wyoming, prime time on Fox. That's that's when you know things are getting good. It's absolutely awesome. <laughs> I can't watch ranked teams in the Pac-12 because they're on some streaming service that you cannot find anywhere. But Fresno, Wyoming, national audience, 8 o'clock on Fox. I am very excited for this game. Fresno dominated Nevada 27-9 last week. Wyoming beat New Mexico 35-26. What are your thoughts on this big battle? Yeah, big Mountain West game for you in primetime. Mikey Keene's been killing it this year. This will be a big game in the spotlight. So long as they don't have a performance like they did against Eastern Michigan, I think the Bulldogs handle this one easily. So give me your boys minus the 5.5. Yeah, this... uh, it's like against my beliefs to not pick Fresno to cover. So obviously that's what I'm picking, but this game is the one that it concerns me a lot. Wyoming is a tough place to play. Um, I, I don't know. I am very thankful that this is happening now and not in like three or four weeks when it's snowing and 10 degrees there. So I, I am obviously picking Fresno to cover, but this game is going to be fun to watch. Both teams have great defenses, so it, it should, it might be low scoring. So it might be, might bore some people. This is going to be awesome. I can't wait. And another great defensive game next. Number 15, Oregon State, minus 9.5 at Cal, 10 on the Pac-12 network. Oregon State had a huge win at home against Utah, 21-7, while Cal defeated Arizona State, 24-21. Who do you have in this one? Yeah, Oregon State surprised me last week against Utah when they grinded that win out. Uh, Big Cinco there can continue connecting with Silas Bolden. They should be able to get the dub here. So I'll take the Beavs minus the points. So to me, Oregon State and Utah are kind of the same team. If they're on their home field, they're incredible. And on the road, things get a little little bit more dicey and they're more uh, susceptible to lose. I am going to take Cal to cover this. And you might even check it. Cal might win this game. I think this might be a sneaky win here for Cal. So This will be another great late night game. I'm pretty excited for this one, too. But definitely should be a low scoring affair. Uh, this one's not going to be a low scoring affair. Arizona on the road at number nine, USC minus 21 and a half, 1030 on ESPN. Arizona had a late rally against Washington, but came up short, losing 31-24, while USC had to deal with a late rally themselves by beating Colorado 48-41. What are your thoughts on this one? Trojans have won the last 10 here, but the last three games have been an average of a seven-point swing, and USC's defense can't stop a nosebleed, so I think they win this game, but I mean... Yeah, I I can't I can't take a twenty one and a half point spread. So give me the Wildcats. I don't trust USC's defense to be able to stop anybody. Yeah, I have Arizona in this one also. Um, huge question mark is uh, Jaden Delora, the quarterback for Arizona. If he's back, this might be a legit game. Jaden Delora is electric. I he was at Washington State before, transferred to Arizona. I, he's one of those guys that are you just have to watch plays. Very exciting. He was out last week. I'm there's indicators he might be back this week. But even if not, 
we've seen USC's defense is atrocious. Like I, I don't. I've really changed my thoughts on USC a lot. Like their offense, yeah, they can score a hundred, but they might give up one hundred and ten, so it might not matter. So yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm with you. Give me Arizona. That covers the top twenty five picks. Uh, next, we're gonna roll into the Muncie six packer and kick it off Friday night. Kansas State is minus eleven and a half on the road at Oklahoma State seven thirty on ESPN. Kansas State needed the buy, get a little bit healthier, and Oklahoma State was coming off a buy also. What do you got in this one? Yeah, Oklahoma State's defense has not been great, so I think Will Howard and company can take care of business here. I'll take K-State minus the points. I am on Kansas State also. I just think they're a way better team. I don't think Oklahoma State's that good this year. I mean, I said it last week. When you get on those conference games on the Thursday night or a Friday night, you never know what can happen. And last week, that was one of the push we had just because NC State. But at I think Kansas State is a way better team and should be able to cover this. Uh, next, Rutgers on the road at Wisconsin, minus 14 noon on Peacock. Rutgers beat Mighty Wagner 52-3 to while the Badgers are coming off of a bye. Who do you have here? Yeah, this could be a tough one for the Badgers because outside of the Michigan game, Rutgers has been putting some points up, and they're currently a top-10 defense. Wisconsin's at home, so it could swing things a bit, but I'm going to take Rutgers here plus the 14. I don't I don't trust this to be that big of a win for Wisconsin. Yeah, I think this is a, a very telling game for Wisconsin. If their offense can come up and show like show what they can actually do, then I, I think we're in good shape with the, especially the bet I have for the to win the Big Ten. But I, I am sticking with Wisconsin here minus the 14. I like them at home in this one, and hopefully they show up and play like we know they can. Uh Ball State. At Eastern Michigan, minus two and a half, three thirty on ESPN Plus. Uh, Ball State couldn't handle that raucous environment of Western Michigan, losing forty-two to twenty-four. While Eastern Michigan is also coming off of a loss, twenty-six twenty-three to Central Michigan. What are your thoughts here? <sighs> I don't know, man. Mike News yeah. killing me. This defense. Something's got to change, man. Unfortunately, the cards just don't, they don't look good. They've given up 40 plus in the past two weeks. I've been picking the cards and they've been disappointing me. So let me see if I can get some reverse karma here. I'm going to pick the Eagles minus the two and a half. Go prove me wrong, please. <laughs> so I, I went back to Ball State this week, plus the two and a half, just based on schedules. Ball State's the more tested team. And I would think surely to God, their rosters have to be pretty close. So. I, I don't know Eastern Michigan's roster that that fantastic. They keep but. failing the test, though. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, and failing it big time. Yeah. Um. It, I mean, one positive sign was last week. Uh, Lane Hatcher played. They actually had passing yards. He threw for three sixteen and three touchdowns. Like that's the first. I don't even think they've hit one fifty this season before. Then maybe or definitely not two hundred. They might have hit one fifty once. But yeah, I don't. Know. At least at least there's signs of life. I mean. Though it wasn't a blowout loss, but still, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, if Ball State loses this one, then I think we really might need to be having the uh, Liam Cohen, Joey Lynch conversation a little sooner. Yeah. Bring in uh, Joey. I, I, I'm for either one of them. The, the only problem is I think both of them are too good for that school. But neither one of them have been a head coach before either, so you never know. Uh, Purdue on the road at Iowa, minus one and a half, 330 on Peacock. Purdue had a big win against Illinois, 44-19, while Iowa defeated Michigan State, 26-16. It was announced today, Iowa quarterback Cade McNamara is out for the year with a torn ACL. Deacon Hill is going to be getting the start for Iowa. What are your thoughts on this? 
this Iowa offense was struggling when Cade McNamara was in, and it's going to get even worse now that this dude's playing. We'll see if Hudson, Hudson Card can move the ball against this defense because Iowa does still have a good defense. I don't know what the over-under is. I definitely picked the under on this, but I'm going to take Purdue plus the one and a half in an upset. It's going to so, be a low-scoring game, though. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Um <laughs> I'm actually going to take Iowa minus one and a half. I, I looked into Deacon Hill. I just wanted to see a little bit about him. He's a pretty big dude. He's from California. Uh, apparently, he's like he grew up playing water polo. So his throwing more like they they really had to work on him with throwing motion because he was trying to throw it like a water polo ball. Like I, I don't know. I I was read too much about this guy to care. But I I'm going to go with Iowa minus the one and a half. I'm pretty sure there is no difference if you play. I play. Anyone plays quarterback for Iowa, I think it's all the same just because probably going to get a big special teams play. The defense is going to score or something like that's going to win the game just like always. So I am going to take Iowa minus the one and a half. Does, does Deacon Hill jump before he throws the ball every play? <laughs> Hopefully. It'd be awesome if he did. <laughs> just have like somebody on the sidelines tossing water at him. Hopefully that'll make <laughs> him feel comfortable. So next, we, we brought up uh, Joey Lynch's name for the Ball State. Uh, now we've got him in a huge performance last year that they had. Now they're on the road this year at Florida. Florida's an 18 and a half point favorite four o'clock on the SEC network. Vandy's coming off of a tough loss to Missouri 38, 21 while Florida took a beating in Lexington, losing to Kentucky 33, 14 last year. Vandy won the game 31, 24. Can they do it again? Yeah, they're on a four game skid right now and they haven't had any luck getting stops on the defensive side of the ball, but I think they can keep it within 17 or so so yeah give me team joey plus the 18 and a half yeah i have vandy plus the 18 and a half also i i just don't think florida's that good i i watched the game last week and if if vander if vandy can get a run game going at all they're going to keep this than 18 and a half kentucky ran all over florida last week and they i don't know they just don't seem to be that great of a team i know they were ranked i think they were ranked last week before they lost but that was kind of a Fugay's ranking. They never should have been. Uh, next game. Uh, this will be interesting because who knows who's even playing in this game. UCF on the road at Kansas minus two and a half, four o'clock on Fox. Uh, UCF had one of the craziest games of the year last week, losing to Baylor 36, 35, while Kansas lost at Texas 40 to 14. Uh, Jalen Daniels, quarterback for Kansas and John Rice Plumley, quarterback for UCF. Both are questionable in this game. So we don't know who's going to be playing yet quarterback for either team. Who do you have in this one? Yeah, I mean, it sounds like Plumlee is taking practice reps this week, but I don't know if that means he's starting or not. I'd love to see Jalen Daniels versus Plumlee. That would be ideal. Uh, I think Kansas can win this game on the ground, though, so I'm going to take the Jayhawks here minus the two and a half. Yeah, I'm on Kansas minus two and a half also. Even if Daniels doesn't play, um, I think they'll be all right. I, yeah. I, I don't think Plumlee's going to play. Or I, even if Plumlee does play, I know he took practice reps, but... Cam Rising's been taking practice reps since March. <laughs> We've seen how that's got us. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I um, I think this will be a good game. I like that Kansas is the home team, and I think Kansas is the better team overall. And I don't know if you saw that game last week, but that had to be just an absolutely crushing loss for UCF. They were up by a million, and Chip and Joanna led the charge. <laughs> what a comeback that was. It was incredible. Uh, oh, man. All right, our last game. Colorado minus four and a half at Arizona State 630. Oh, people are going to be pissed. 
Colorado on the Pac-12 network. Good luck, everyone. <laughs> Good luck. There's gonna. I can't wait to read Twitter at 6.30 Saturday when people are trying to figure out how to watch this game. Oh, there's going to be so many pissed off people. Colorado lost to USC 48-41 last week. Arizona State lost at Cal 24-21. What are your thoughts on this one? Colorado kept that USC game much closer than I expected, despite the problems with the Trojans defense this year. Arizona State's also on a four-game skid. Their only win was a tight win against Southern Utah in week one. I think Colorado handles this one easily. So give me give me the buffs minus the four and a half. I'm really surprised the spread's not bigger. Yeah, this is like, I don't know. This is one of those games you look at the line and you're like, something is wrong. Like, I, I don't get it. Like, Arizona State, Jaden Rashada's not playing. Like, guaranteed not playing their starting quarterback. The only player on their team that's worth any bit of a damn. He's not playing. Their second string quarterback has his back, but he he's he's been injured, and the third string has been injured. So it's like what? Oh, I I don't know. I truly don't understand this at all. Like I, obviously I'm taking Colorado minus four and a half, and I I don't know. Sometimes you just look at it and you're like, what what does Vegas know that I don't know? And this is one of those games because this this makes no sense whatsoever. All right, that wraps up the week six picks. Um, we're going to move on and uh, we're going to try something here. Let's see if you guys can hear this. <laughs> Moving in to the locks <laughs> for the week. New sound effect. It only That's took right. six weeks. Stepping it up here. All right, Reese, lead us off. Who is your lock of the week? The game that we just talked about. I. Colorado. I don't understand why this game is minus four and a half. Uh, Sanders primetime are going to come into Arizona state and it's going to get ugly very quickly. I feel like, um, yeah, lock me in on Buffalo, the Buffaloes. So, uh, for the second time this year, we are going to have a double lock because I am on Colorado minus four and a half. Also hang on. There we That's go. Right. Okay. Continue. We, we are one and oh. We've only done it once. One and oh on the year with a double lock. I believe it was Utah. I don't remember who they were playing. I know it was a home game, but I don't remember either. And surprise, surprise. Cam Rising didn't play in that game. Cam but, resting. Yeah. Colorado minus four and a half is our lock, the double lock for the week. Um they said just leave us comments on our YouTube, like, share, whatever you want to do. Um we did start a TikTok last week, threw up a few clips on there last week. I'm um, just trying to get some traction there. Uh, but the at twos night TD pod, which you can see on the right lower right hand corner of your screen, hit us up on Twitter or YouTube, anything. Just send us comments and we'll uh, reach back out to you. Anything you want to see on the show, anything like that. Don't forget the NFL edition will also be coming out um, a little bit later tonight and uh, see what happens. Hopefully we can keep up our streaks. Uh, 57% for both of us right now on the year, which is very, very good. So uh, for uh, Reese Downing over there on the, the other side of the screen and me, I'm Jacob Workman. We will see you guys next week. Have a good one. See you guys. Good luck.